Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. just arrived from her um, other job, hosting play school in the 1970s. Oh, he's mocking my dungarees. Great. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love dungarees. But you're I still mocking them. them. I'm, I, it's, um, um, it was just a, a friendly icebreaker to get us into the conversation. <laughs> I'm not wearing it with a brightly coloured striper thing underneath. I'm it's wearing a shame. A, yeah. Mm. I should have got more for it is what you're saying. These are like the dungarees you might wear to a funeral. I've never heard of funeral dungarees. No, me either. But oh. I'm just saying, if if you were, if you had made that decision to wear, because they're black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wearing them with a very neutral top. Yes, so, so dungarees. Maybe you'd expect to see in Copenhagen some, some very stylish marketing agency. Okay, this is who I'm seeing. You're the boss of a stylish marketing agency in Copenhagen. I'm feeling better now. Who's murdered her husband? <laughs> and we're watching this play out in a Nordic noir. Mm-hmm. Sounds realistic. Okay. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm all right, apart from, see, I've got a plaster on. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Um, I banged my finger. What, to the extent that it bled? Yes. That's quite the bang. Yes, I know it is, isn't it? I always feel babyish having a plaster on. Do you? I suppose, well, I suppose it is a bit, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not babyish to bleed. But... Especially with those blue plasters, I think they're doing some serious cooking and uh, they're using knives and that's uh. okay. But um, if I've got a plaster on my finger, I just think I, I'm a clumsy man who hasn't taken out care of his clum, uh, t- hasn't taken care of his finger very well. Mm-mm. I had to ask for it as well. What do you mean, ask for it? I turned up at a therapy session bleeding. Oh, and they had to say, do you have a plaster? Well, then she says, do you want me to get you a plaster? Mm. And I said, oh, no, it's fine. And then I think well, I'm just going to be distracted by my th- little fingers, little finger right hand all the way through. Mm. So then she has to go off and get a plaster. And I feel embarrassed about the whole thing. Oh, really? But, um, you yeah, know, we, we spent um, 50 minutes talking about that. Oh, Embarrassment. Well, well worth the money. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what can I tell you? about? I'm, I'm going to jump right in with a mystery. Oh, I love a mystery. That is also a humiliation at the same time. Great. I love riding these rental bikes, as you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, that's how I hurt my finger. Oh, is that... I clipped a lamppost. <laughs> you were going fast. I'm impressed. Well, They're electric. <laughs> um, so I'm, 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 I really like them. And, and I think in some ways they give us a glimpse of what a utopia could be. 
if everyone was on them? No, it's shared, like you're sharing possessions. Uh, Share, yeah, so yes, from an environmental point of view, but mm. also the, the, the shared possessions. Yeah. That you don't need to own a bike, that there are enough bikes to go around. And um, I feel this way about cars. Somebody said to me a while ago, if an alien came to this planet, it would be baffling to them that most cars just sit empty with no one in them most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, th- I really like this idea of sharing objects and... Um, but also, these bikes give you a vision of, of why a utopia can, can never work. Oh, because? Well, because I told you the other week, somebody's hoarding one around the corner. Yes, there's always going to be somebody. That's yeah. the problem. So, and that's, that's happening more and more. Mm. Also, they've got little rubber things on them for you to put your phone into. And often, so you can use it as a sat-nav, mm. often I'll get one of those bikes and somebody's destroyed that thing, either in frustration because they've not been able to get the phone out quick enough or mm. just out of vandalism. Oh. Like the baskets are often full of rubbish. Oh, that's Sometimes disgusting. the pedals are missing. And it just brings to mind that phrase, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm still a fan though. Okay. <laughs> the other day, I was cycling from here to somewhere and... I notice in my peripheral vision up ahead, four teenage boys. Mm-hmm. Instantly, I, f- I feel a little bit nervous. Right. No reason to, because I'm, I'm not one of these people who think teenagers are inherently hoodlums and vandals. But there's, there's the odd bad apple, right? Mm-hmm. And and they can be very loud when they spell smell weakness on you. Mm-hmm. And I think I stink of weakness. Okay. A bit like when you went running that time. Oh, yeah, when I went running and those, those, they t- I could see them building up to it. I could see they were about to just, like shout something at me as I ran past them. But as I went past, they went, run rabbit, run rabbit, run, run, run. I wasn't expecting kind no. of the war. War time. War time, yeah. old school classic. I suppose it's uh, out of copyright, so they wouldn't have to pay publishing. Mm, maybe that's maybe. it, yeah. So anyway, I had the same experience. They're up ahead and I can tell, that, I t- tell they're cooking something up. Mm. And as I approach them... One of them shouts, all right, Charlie. And then the others fall about laughing. Right. And then they all start shouting, Charlie, oi, Charlie, all right, Charlie, and, and getting into hysterical laughter as as I pass them. Right. But do you... I've got no idea. You, oh, you don't know? No. Have you Googled it? So the first thing I did yeah. was um, I texted our babysitter, who's a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah explain what had happened mm. she didn't have an explanation at all oh i haven't been able to find anything online oh so i'm now thinking which charlie is it and i'm worried that if i start drawing up a list of charlies it could quickly end up unflattering Mm-mm. so it could be charlie bucket wouldn't that be wonderful who's charlie bucket what from <laughs> willy wonka yeah <laughs> it's not that let it's, me tell you something we, we watched that a while ago with Jean, and um, Sarah said I should dress more like Charlie Bucket. Oh, really? In the winter. Okay, mm. okay. And if you, if, you have a, if you Google him now, Charlie Bucket, mm. from the original film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit, bit of a style icon, oh, as it turns okay, out. Okay, yeah. Which that family didn't have much money, but they had style. That's not something I remember. No. He, that, it wasn't that, just so you know. No. Okay. So then I'm thinking, like, is it Charlie Lawson who played Jim McDonald in Coronation Street? I'd be surprised if teenagers knew that. Is it yeah. um, Charlie Faulkner, the former uh, Lord Chancellor or whatever he was in right. the government? Right, probably not. I've got no idea, but it's really eating away at me. It could just be somebody they know called Charlie and they genuinely thought you were Charlie. No, they were laughing. Yeah. 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 Also, I'm a f- almost 50-year-old man. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine I look like one of their friends. Well, it'd be one of their friends' dads. Unless it's like dads. a Benjamin Button. 
Yes. I really, if anybody can help unravel this mystery for me. I'd love to know. Yeah. I'd greately appreciate it. All right, Charlie. Did they think that you'd taken cocaine? Were you speeding very fast and rubbing your nose? Doesn't quite sound right, does Doesn't, it? Doesn't, no, not for you, not it doesn't. Not oi, Charlie. No, no. Hmm, well, dying to know. Do you remember that time um, some police stopped me and then they <laughs> recognised my voice from the radio and then we got chatting and said, oh, I actually stopped you because you've got the, the heroin walk. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk no. like I'm on heroin. Maybe yeah. I do cycle like, like I'm like on, on uh, cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. <sighs> wow. It's about as plausible as I thought you were Charlie Bucket, to be yeah, honest. Okay. Well, let's see if we, uh, if we get any theories mm, on that. Mm, mm. The thing I wanted to mention very quickly, I thought I talked about that this last week, but you tell me that I haven't, so apologies if uh, Annabelle's memory is fa- failing her. Um, our friends went away for the weekend and they let us borrow their dog. Mm-hmm. Just loved it. Just, just love having a dog about and Jean loved it and it was, it was great. Um, but this dog, which... Um, people want to picture in their in their minds. It is a cross between a beagle and a pug. They call it a buggle or a puggle. <laughs> oh. One of those things. Yeah. Maybe not buggle. I'm thinking video killed the radio star. Mm-hmm. So, really lovely dog, and really loved. And this only happened to me, not my son or my wife. Mm. Um. Humping my leg. Oh. Really? Mm. What, was it doing it a lot? She was doing it a oh, lot. Oh, she? Yes, she, yeah, yeah. She. Yeah, so you're thinking a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got a boy dog. Yeah, yeah. And that is something they, they do. Well, he's, he's done it to another dog like maybe three times. Never but like, Never to, to a human, no, mm. ever. Ooh. <laughs> well, on one hand, <laughs> I couldn't help but feel a bit flattered. <laughs> on, on the other... <laughs> it, flattered? Because it was only me. I know, but by saying you feel flattered, well, I know, you're saying, I no, know. no, I am going to spell this out. Yeah. You're saying that you're glad that a dog found you attractive in that way. That's what you're saying. Well, nobody else ever does. <laughs> so I'll take what I can get. Yes. Even if it's a puggle. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't reciprocate in any way. Of course not. No, I in, thought in, you did. In fact, when it started happening, I almost immediately moved my leg out of the way straight away. Right. Because it felt unsavoury. Yeah. I say almost because I did want to video it happening. Oh, so it's funny. Let it do for a bit. Um, but is it wrong to to have my self-esteem boosted by the fact that this dog wants <laughs> to, to do this to me? What, whatever you can get, Jeff. Well, this is this is this is what I think. Yeah, yeah. And I did move. I, I didn't lead her on. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure. And then there's the question of the uh, the video. So I think it might be a funny thing to put on social media, hmm. but because of boundaries and all this, I, I asked my friend right. if if I could. And she said, no, absolutely not. I don't want you shaming my dog. Oh. I think, well, I'm, I'm, the vic- yeah, I'm the victim here. Mm, mm. But I'm now wondering, if I was to pixelate the dog's face, <laughs> <laughs> could I do it anyway? No. Because that's how it works with TV, isn't it? Yeah, if it you does. Get, a, get a release form. Yeah, yeah. Blur if you it. see the face. But yeah. if you blur the face, it, it doesn't matter. Mm, I'd, I would ask permission for a blurred face. That you might get a yes for a blurred face. I think, why, why can't I just go ahead? What, what do you think the implications of me going ahead and doing it are? Well, you might lose your friend. Yeah. Mm. I, can, I can live without most of them. Well, then you won't get to look after Puggle again this is, this and have your self esteem boosted. <laughs> I think just don't do it. All right. 
right, time to, uh, to delve into our email inbox, which I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a slight alarm bell ringing because we don't have a publication this week. Yeah. And yet to go on Facebook and ask for some quandaries. Yeah, yeah. Is this, is, is this an indication that this thing has run its course? Or no. Do we just need to defibrillate the drifters? We just need to <laughs> defibrillate the drifters. Come on. Because I th- the, the contributions we get to this podcast are, are better than anything I've ever it's done. It's the best bit, yeah. so And it's, it's better than anything I've ever had from a radio show. Mm. I just worry we have exhausted everybody's stories. Oh, well, come on. Everyone has a new story every week, surely. Come You'd on. Thought, I mean, although, listen to me on this podcast yeah, sometimes. Barely. <laughs> barely. Okay, every year. Yes. Come on. Um, so it'd be great to get some more. And also... It'd be great to get some fresh blood, but if you know somebody who might be awkward enough to enjoy this podcast mm-hmm. at this point, um, tell them about it. Maybe they can share their stories as well. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, so let's have this week's email, and then I will. Sometimes I think send us your stories of social awkwardness or ineptitude. It's too, it's too broad a question. Mm. It's like saying, "What do you want to eat?" I free but you you like a menu sometimes right. don't you Right yeah yeah that's true So um I'll 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 try and um hone in on a few Okay potentially rich seams for us to mine okay. after we've heard the email Okay great The first one is for on Oh I've got my glasses have all gone um blurry hold on let me just give them I think they I breathed on them and they went a bit condensationing there we go Well you're gurning I mean how are you breathing <laughs> upwards <laughs> I don't know I've taken them off I don't know I don't know what happened maybe I smudged them Danny Epping says, a few years ago, my son had a rather love-hate relationship, sorry, friendship with another boy at his primary school. On some days, they would be best of friends and on others, we'd hear tales of arguments, fights and disruption in class. The dreaded B word of bullying had even reared its head. Now, as there was a definite friendship element there, we hoped that the positive side of the relationship could be encouraged and eventually overwhelm the negative side, ending up with them being normal mates. It's a fairly small school serving a fairly small area, so many of the parents knew each other to some degree. I didn't really know the other boy's mum that well, but I, and this is where I really overestimated my skill level, had this great idea to help the situation. When it was my turn to pick up or drop off my son and his sister, I would make an effort to get this boy to like me too. Because if he thought I was a cool, likeable dad, then of course he'd like my boy more. And it wouldn't hurt to have his mum think positively about our family, would it? But what to do? Act like a normal person? No, wait, I know. A nickname. Giving the little lad a cool nickname that he'd associate with us would definitely be the way forward. I can hear Jeff groaning in my head as I type this. <laughs> I'm remembering the time I tried to give myself a nickname and told other people's parents it was what I wanted to be called. Do you remember what it was? I do. I go on. Penfold. I Pem- Penfold from Danger Penfold. Mouse. That's very sweet. Didn't stick. Didn't, didn't catch up. No. Oh. I think he even remember saying, uh, do you know what? Some people call me Penfold when, oh. when they didn't. Oh, just to get it going. Yeah. But it didn't work. But Penfold was like this hapless sidekick. Yeah, it wasn't like, he wasn't the, sort of the hero of the story, really. No, but no. I think it was a fairly accurate, I think even at a young age, I was... You aimed low. Yeah, and, yeah. and recognised a kindred spirit. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. The boy's name begins with a G. The next time I see him on the school run, I say, Hey, G-Dog, how was your day? <laughs> and instantly I know I'm onto a winner. The next few times I see him, always with his mum, it's G-Dog, how you doing, man? Good to see you, G-Dog. I'm really pleased with myself, to be honest. I definitely feel there's a bond now and his mum will definitely be telling him at home that he should be making an effort to be friends with the boy with the cool dad. She's probably calling him G-Dog at home now and encouraging his grandparents to do the same. <laughs> 
I shared the school run with my wife in a loose set arrangement of mornings, afternoons, but often based on who was freer around 9am and 3pm. So on a day when she was doing pick-up, she arrived home with something to tell me. I saw Celia, not real name, outside school today. I knew that praise was imminent and smiled. She said she chatted to you to a few times recently, but had been wondering why you keep calling her son Judas. (laughs) This is the part where the record scratches and future me narrates my own story. So there I was, being the coolest dad in the playground, speaking to the kids on their level, doing my best to show that we really like a boy, despite some ups and downs with our son. And his mum thinks I can't wait to shout Judas at him at every possible opportunity. Had he gone electric? (laughs) So the message was relayed that I wasn't comparing an eight-year-old boy with the world's most famous literary traitor, but was in fact being a baseball cap on backwards, (laughs) high-fiving dude. But for the remaining years at school, I said not one word to that child, nor anything more than a slight nod and all right to his mum. But as it was, that was the high watermark for our boys and they drifted apart from then on, neither friends nor enemies. So perhaps Cool Dad and his fun but highly offensive nicknames really did solve the problem. That's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is from Sharon Owen. Quite some years ago when my son was at primary school, he's now nearly 30, so this has been long buried, I walked him into t- I walked into town after dropping him off at school. I needed a new skirt but hate shopping, so always try to be in and out as quick as possible. But on this day, had cause to be even quicker. In my boys' school's playground, there was only a couple of other mums that were on my wavelength and we very much kept to ourselves when waiting for child delivery, despite attempts from the proper mums to talk to us, usually about how brilliant their kids were. It often felt like they were a little curious to talk to the three mums who always seemed to be in some sort of trouble with a teacher. When I walked into my shop of choice, I noticed a group of proper mums at the back of the store where the kids' clothes were. As ladies' clothes were between the entrance and the changing rooms, which are right by the pay station, I calculated that I could quickly grab a couple of skirts the correct size and get in and out of the changing room before they saw me. I made a beeline for a rack, grabbed a couple of skirts and made it to the changing room, congratulating myself on my speed and avoidance abilities. However, these other mums were quite loud and as I was changing, I heard them move closer. Nothing to be done. I was trapped. The only solution to not have to interact with these talkers was to speed up changing, not buy the skirt I wanted, leave them in the changing room and get out. (gasps) And this is what I did. Or so I thought. As I scarpered, I heard the alpha say, hey, Sharon, hold on. I pretended not to hear, but she called a little louder and more insistently. I still ignored her and successfully got out of the store without interaction. Yay! No, definitely not yay. It was much colder outside than I remembered. Then the full horror of what I'd done, as well as what needed to be done, dawned on me. I had left all of the skirts in the changing room. Yes, all of them, including the one I was wearing when I went in. This is what Alpha was trying to stop me for. I was so focused on not interacting, I'd run out of the shop as fast as my little fat, unshaved and naked legs could carry me. I now faced the choice as to whether I styled it out and carried on home with only a top on or faced the disbelieving <laughs> stares of Alpha and the group. I had no choice, really. I was cold and gone in the shop because I needed more clothes, not fewer. The worst thing, though, was everyone was fawning over me, thinking there was something dreadfully wrong for me to have legged it like that. But I just mumbled something about being in a hurry and took my skirt from the outstretched arm of Alpha. My eyes were watering from the heat of my very, very red face. Four more years I had to face these people on the playground, though thankfully this non-interaction did seem to have an unexpected beneficial effect in as much as they never, ever tried to speak to us three oddities again. 
This is magnificent. And in terms of um, thinking about ideas for the stories you could share mm. with us, attempts to avoid interaction mm. gone wrong mm-hmm. feels mm. very good. Have, have mm. you been caught out or made a terrible mistake because you were going to great lengths to try and avoid speaking to somebody? Yep, yep. This feels good. Also, uh, and, uh, getting overconfident, which I think is an overlap with the cool parent thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thinking that you are capable of interacting with other people and thinking, hey, yeah, I'm going to get this. Fake it till you make it. I'm going to be cool. And that going wrong yep. is fantastic. And, and cool parent generally. Trying to be trying a cool to be a cool parent, parent mm. is, uh, is, is very good. Um, as well as the usual sort of things we're after, uh, being so bad at small talk that you shrink it down into micro talk. Um... What else? We have? Shyness is nice is always um, a good topic. Like, are there just the, the little quiet things in yourself that you do to avoid the world and interaction? Mm-hmm. Um, we always enjoy hearing those sort of tales of timidity. Um, of course, the thing that you said twenty years ago that still haunts you in anxiety pangs with some regularity. All this stuff, please, uh, is what we're after, and we love your stories. As Annabelle said, I do. We both genuinely think it's the best part of the podcast. And I think Annabelle's bits are very good as well. So that speaks very highly of the stories we get. Um, So the email address, as ever, is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. Let's hear how... This week, you have not been a fully functioning adult. It's about how competitive I am for such an underachiever. (laughs) (laughs) So I use Canva a lot. You know, you use Canva sometimes, don't you? It's that website where you create your own graphic designs. Yes, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I was on a line bike the other day and the, the sat-nav sent me past the headquarters of Canva, and I felt like I'd seen a celebrity. <laughs> Do you ever have that? Sometimes yeah. if you just see a place. Like, I remember going past uh, the offices of Studio Lambert, who make Gogglebox, and go, oh, it's that place. <laughs> and you had that with Canva. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I do love Canva. It's amazing. So I went on it earlier, um, I noticed yesterday, actually, and at the top there were the words, will you create the 15 billionth design alongside a rapidly increasing number, very large one. So they're basically getting close to 15 billion designs created on the site. And I didn't know when I got up that morning, it never occurred to me that anything like this was even achievable. And now it's all I want in life. (laughs) So when I looked yesterday morning, it was on 14.795 billion. And it seems from the way that the counter was going, that there's roughly 400 designs being created per second. So even though I had a lot I needed to do that morning, I spent far too long working out when I needed to create a design to make it to be the 15th billionth. And I estimated that it was 104 minutes away. And then I figured near the time I'd try and aim for that, you know, to be the exact time. Which I know is going to be near on impossible because it's almost as hard as trying to work out how long before the doctor's telephone line opens that you'd actually call, <sighs> that you get through at the exact time after all the recorded messages and be oh first in the God, line. Yeah. And even then, do, do, does your doctor's switchboard just often just dump the call for no reason? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't, no, I haven't been hung up on. That's bad. And I even started thinking, like, what if 
very close to the time that I do it, I do some kind of I love Canva design. <laughs> Maybe they'll see it and let me win, which is pathetic <laughs> and insane. And why do I even want to have the 15th billion design? Like it's meaningless. I could have had the 10th billion design. I just never knew. And just in case I Googled it to see if maybe it was me, it wasn't, or it could have been because maybe they didn't publicise it. But I sometimes wonder if this competitive streak is down to my upbringing because within my family, I'm widely considered to be the stupid one. I've got a brother, Christopher, and a sister, Abigail. Here are some things that my mum has said just in the last two weeks. Christopher and Abigail could both read by three. Long pause. Annabelle was a bit later. I was very annoyed when they ran a gifted programme at primary school and the teachers put their own children in it. Abigail should have definitely been in it. <laughs> Me. You know they shape sorting toys, shape sorting, shape sorting toys that toddlers have. You're proving have. your mum's point. Yeah. <laughs> well, you match the shape up to the corresponding hole in a box and post it through. Abigail, aged nine months, did it on the first go in under a minute. What makes me feel so bad about the last one is that I bought my son one of those when he was two and I was doing it with him and I really struggled. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was a weirdly hard one, but there were shapes I just didn't know the name of. They had weird slopes and stuff. It was extremely <laughs> difficult. Now, when my mum said this last one, all the family were at my parents' house and my nephew disappeared for a few moments and came back with a shape sorter from a box of toys my mum's kept for Rudy to play with. He brought it into the room and said, let's see how far she is now. And my first thought was, Maybe I can beat her. <laughs> so I got the stopwatch out on my phone and I timed everyone doing it. And then I had a go and I thrashed them all. Wow. Because I've been carefully observing and oh. working out the best way to do it. I'm embarrassed by how seriously I took it. Unfortunately, I did lose my title on the second round. As it turns out, my niece and nephew are even more competitive than me and developed an extremely effective and complex technique, which resulted in being able to do it in 1.45 seconds. So perhaps it's just genetic. But anyway, I did go and check Canva later on that day. Like, it was still like on four. My math is as bad as my competitiveness. Like, <laughs> let me have a look now. It's still on like 14.8. I don't know when it's going to be. I'm going to have to do my maths again. Maybe try and get it. I don't know what day is it today. Maybe Friday. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying though. Is there a prize? No. I just, I just, want, <laughs> I just want the glory. Maybe I could put it in my CV. <laughs> get empty for a while. <laughs> story of a rare situation in which it wasn't my behavior that was weird oh okay but before i do so i'll uh, give you a quick example of my behavior being weird just so that we know that i'm, I'm self-aware and that it's usually me okay good i am um, <laughs> i was um i was parking a line bike <laughs> oh my god <laughs> obsessed <laughs> and they've built outside of our local shop five sapphires They've built a little bike park, if you like. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Some decking <laughs> and some posts. They're, they're doing, the council are doing lots of stuff around here to try and get people out of cars and use the streets 
um, in a in a more pedestrian, leisure friendly way. They're putting benches, and all this stuff is going on. And I think this is part of it. Mm. Now, I could park the line bike closer to my house, mm-hmm. but I, I I choose to be a response. This is another thing about me and these bikes. I'm so great. I, I, if everybody behaved like me, it would be like a utopia. I never leave them blocking the pavement so people with prams or wheelchairs couldn't get past. I'm always thoughtful. I always try and make sure they're in the uh, same condition that I found them in. If there's a problem, I report it so that the next person doesn't go and turn up and then has walked five minutes to find one of these things only to find out that a pedal is missing. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm the model Mm-mm. user of these things. Mm. Didn't really need to say any of that for this story. It's, uh, <laughs> Uh, I just felt like a way, a way of bragging before telling you something idiotic that I did. Okay. So as I'm um, as I'm finishing up on this thing outside the shop, I see next to it a, a very beautiful, shiny, what looks like a new child's bike. Okay. I think that's really nice, but it's not chained up. I'm worried that somebody's going to come and steal it. Mm-hmm. But that, that thought is barely out of my head when out comes... And regular listeners will be familiar with the character Mr. Five Sapphires, right. the shopkeeper with whom I have excruciatingly poor small talk. Mm. Um, and and he's picking this bike up and it becomes very obvious. He's got a young daughter who goes to the same school as Jean. It's very obvious that it's her bike. Okay. So as he's picking up, I just blurt out, oh, what a lovely child's bike. Okay. And he, he looks at me with a pained expression. <laughs> And I think I need to elaborate here because what, what, what am I trying to say? Does that sound accusatory in some ways? Mm. So to leave it, I say, um, oh, is it your daughter's? And he, he nods. He's probably thinking, why? why clearly it's my daughter's. Mm. You know I'm a father. Mm-hmm. I'm not just carrying a child's bike around with me. Mm. And then because he doesn't say anything and I feel the need to you know, grease the wheels of the conversation, I then say, is it a birthday present? To which he replies, <laughs> "Yes," and I'm pretty, conv- I'm pretty convinced that it isn't a birthday present. That he was just bringing it indoors, right? But he he just said that it was to shut me up, to close it, all or down. not even. I think my conversation was so weird that he couldn't even quite take in what I was saying. It was just saying, "Yes, you know, well, you're buying yourself time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I, th- I feel like I bullied into a man into telling me it was his daughter's birthday <laughs> okay. when it isn't. Right? Yeah. So that's the weird thing that mm, I did. Mm. Just want to acknowledge it's usually me that's the problem. So, last week I was meeting my friend Chris, and um, I thought, do you know how I'm going to get to? He's in a different part of London. Do you know how I'm going to get there? Is it a line bike? Yeah, I thought I'm going to get a line bike, but mm. I get to the designated one that I can see on the map. It's it's uh, it's got pedal missing. I can't use it. Oh no! And then I look for another one, and there's not one close by, and I'm getting into a panic, and I end up flagging a taxi. Okay, which feels extravagant, mm. but I don't want to. I don't like being late. I don't yeah, like to yeah. be waiting. Get in this taxi. Been in it for one minute. The driver says, "Oh, just hang on a second. He then parks the car and gets out. I think what's going on here is it a flat tire? Does he uh, is, is something wrong? Um, what's 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 going on? I look out the window. He crosses the street. He goes into a bagel shop. Right. Gets in the queue. No. And comes back with a bagel. 
says, sorry, I was just really hungry. Wow. It's probably gone three or four minutes. Now, of course, here's what I say. Oh, it's no problem. The meter was ticking, but I'm not, uh, not going to make it. The meter was ticking? Yeah. You're joking. No. He didn't stop the meter? No. Wow. Yeah. And you didn't say, and, and, are you going to give me a discount? And I was also <laughs> feeling anxious because I was late and even in yeah. the taxi, I was getting, it felt like it, this was knocking it later. And then he said, oh, I'll be there in a few minutes. And then he proceeded to drive like, and I know um, you had a thing like this with a regular um, taxi driver that I'm used so. to pick us up when we were working antisocial hours. Mm. But he drove like, you know the film Speed? Mm. Everyone's familiar with that concept of the bus can't drop beneath 50 miles an hour. Mm. He, he drove like this car can't go above 15 miles an hour. <laughs> 15? Yeah. Oh Which maybe was the safety thing because, you know, he's concentrating on the bagel. <laughs> Is he, well, he's eating it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So he must have had a blood sugar issue, yeah? Mm-mm. But a weird behaviour. I think that's very weird not to stop the meter. Yeah. Or ask first. Yeah. Mm. Tipped him 20%. You didn't. You did not. Of course I did. I would always tip, but in that circumstance I wouldn't, because I think, well, you, you had me four minutes extra. But when you don't tip, mm. you risk the... Um, risk what? <laughs> here's what you risk. Go on. Them saying, oh, you're not giving me a tip then. Because that has happened to oh, me. Oh, has it? Years ago, uh, when I thought I should like dole out punishments for poor behaviour. Punishments, you're right, is a punishment, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And could you have said in that situation, could you have said, oh, it's because you didn't stop the meter well, when I'm you were going to go, bagel? I thought the whole bagel thing was a bit strange, especially <laughs> yeah, yeah. given that you didn't. Yeah, what, what, what's the chance out of 10 that you could say that? Zero. Z- oh, zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And maybe when I was dr- still drinking. Right. Oh, yeah, 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for Quandary Corner at the GLAP Clinic here in Problematic. As we mentioned before, um, we've not got so many of these at the moment. I don't know if that's because we've covered every possible um, situation in which the social etiquette is unclear or if we have done a poor job so frequently that people are thinking this this isn't going to help yeah maybe, maybe it's that yeah but we if you do have a, a situation where you want to know what the social rules are we we have a lot of willing we have we really want to try and help you with this Mm-mm. despite how uh, ineffective we are at it okay so the first one is from nia as I sit surrounded by four unopened cheese-making kits and three identical novelty cat-shaped pizza cutters I wonder if you could help me with my quandary When opening these gifts at Christmas in front of grinning gift givers so proud of their unique finds, I turned to my GCSE drama skills. I was able to act surprised and delighted by such a new idea. Don't get me wrong, I do love cheese. I did an exam in lockdown to become an Academy of Cheese Associate. Wow. And I'm very much a cat person who also likes pizza. So you could say that my friends nailed it. But it has led me to Quandary Corner and I have two questions for you. First... Would it have been best to have just been honest at the time and confessed that I already have a selection of cat-shaped pizza cutters and cheese-making kits, one still sat here from last year, giving my friends and family a chance to return the items and save some money? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, no. Or was being polite and overly thankful the best way to react, not bursting their bubble of pride for smashing the present? Yes, yes, exactly that. And secondly, something that I've been thinking for many years now, 
am I actually a crazy cat lady or have all of these cat related presents over the years just made me look like one? Is it time for me to announce that I like something else and hope that it catches on? Or have you got any other suggestions that might help to reduce the number of cat themed presents in the future? Thanks to my lack of honesty on receiving gifts previously, I've had to wear my hair down when I'm with my partner's family so that they don't realise that my ears are not actually pierced and I've not worn any of the earrings that they've kindly given to me over the last eight years. Maybe there's a need for the drifter regifter, some sort of system where drifters can it. swap unwanted gifts that they've been too awkward to be honest about. You're the experts. I'll leave it to you. Oh, well, the, firstly, I love that idea, the drifter regifter. I, just, Let's do I it. like the name of it. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, these things, it's always a title, isn't it? Mm. And then work backwards. The but th- that conjures up swap shop for me, like an adult mm. version of swap yeah. shop. I love that. I really love that. Okay. And I think we should do it. Yeah. And here's what's going to happen. Yep. Nothing. Because we, we can't. <laughs> We just never just get any it. of these things off the ground, yeah, but um, I love it so much. So let's um, go back to the first part. So I think we can all agree that you can't say to their face that is that is so brilliant and thoughtful. I have already got four of these. No. It's, it's actually impossible. Yeah, one you, you have to. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think because it's always with me. It's almost always Beatles stuff. Yes. Now, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Yeah. Say I had a friend who was super into astronomy mm-hmm. and obsessed with it over the course of many decades. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't automatically assume that the first thing I'd see in a shop would be the thing that, that related to astronomy would would go deep enough. Yes. And this, yes. Is, this is my problem with Beatles uh, stuff. Okay. People will often buy me something that... Maybe if I was just get an interest in the Beatles. So yeah, the uh, the Idiot's Guide to the Beatles. That's a, that's a fun book. It's what, not hardcore enough. For you. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. Think about. Yeah. People need to think about what this person is likely to have had already or thought about already. Well, also, I'd guess with you, is there something new and amazing out? I mean, you've got everything that you'd probably want already that's amazing. If there's something new or amazing out, you're enough of a fan that you'll be buying it on the day Gen- it comes generally, out. Generally, but you know, yeah. if that happens near my birthday or near Christmas, I tend to wait just on the off chance. Oh. Not because I expect it, but I want to give people the chance. <laughs> yeah. And this year, my mother-in-law and father-in-law got me this Paul McCartney um, biography, which just focuses on the years... Uh, 1970 to 1974, which I was so excited to receive. Oh, good. So I've been counting the days that, until it was released, and uh, they they managed to get me the thing. But yes, this this is it. That's um, a problem. So, but I really love the Beatles, mm. but I don't always like to advertise that in every aspect of my life. I'm probably not wearing Beatles socks. Right. I'm probably not eating my soup with a yellow submarine spoon. Right, yes, okay. And yeah, I, th- I, think, yeah. I think that's this is more at the crux of what we're getting at. Yeah. Because you've, you've had this with pigs over the years as well, haven't well, you? Well, I mean, yeah, pigs and John Travolta. And, I'm, and, you know, and I do like pigs and John Travolta, though. We did get to the stage once when uh, you came to my house and mocked me for having maybe four different pictures of him up. And yeah. I, think, I think I'm just down to maybe one now. But what you're not do- you're not going out and buying pictures of John Travolta. No, this is different. Yeah, it's very different. It's not, it's not like a passionate hobby I have. I just like John Travolta and pigs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because it's thoughtful. But it's not as thoughtful as it thinks it is. Okay. It's like a real base level of thoughtfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say one positive thing about Nia's particular case is that eventually, 
I mean, how many friends and family do people have? Eventually, everyone will have bought you this pizza cutter and this cheese kit. And that's that done. They'll have to think of something else next time. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, yes, this is true. Here's, don't feel bad about getting rid of stuff quickly. Okay. Here's what you should do mm. is presuming they're, well, no, even if they are there at the moment, you unwrap it. Within a few days of getting this thing, take a few different photos of you using it. <laughs> but like wearing different clothes, yeah, 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 different okay. lighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so extreme. Yeah. Erase the metadata, which yeah. says what data it was taken on. Yeah, yeah. And then like send it throughout the year to show how thoughtful you think they've been. Right. And how much you love your gift. But really, you but threw it really away, threw it away day, as soon as you've taken the photos. Yeah. And then what happens when they come to your house with a pizza and they need to be cut? Oh, just get one of your old ones yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got four. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. And I, yeah, I feel, I, I just don't think, I think with these things, unless they it'd be something, once they've all done the cheese making kit, then they'll, but then if they all did like a cheese board, that's all right, isn't it? That's a nice gift. You just eat it. Yeah, cheese is a nice gift. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's impossible for them to give you. But I, I think with a cheese making kit, again, there's thoughtfulness. But here's what you're creating for somebody. Mm. Homework. Right. Somebody bought me one a while ago because oh, they know I like cheese. Yes. It was a vegan ch- cheese making kit. And I'd, I'm not there with vegan cheese. There are many vegan substitutes that I think they're, they're doing so well there. And I'm probably like 70% vegan at this point, 100% veggie, 20% vegan. Um, but cheese isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. But then... I get the incessant, oh, have you used your cheesemaking kit yet? Oh. I don't know, because it's, it's, it's a lot to learn. I've got to learn a new skill. Mm-mm. And you're asking me to learn a new skill to make something that I'm not going to enjoy eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that appealing. Yeah. Okay. Do we answer the second part of this? What was the second part? Okay. Am I actually, is it time for me to announce, oh, this is a good idea. So could could you, is one way she sort of answered one of the things herself. Could you announce, and you're losing that term loosely, that you like something else and then next Christmas get an influx of that? But say you switch your allegiance from cats to lizards. Like, mm. do you really want a lizard pizza cut, cutter to go with the... Yeah, that's true. The, the real trouble is... People buy tat that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have a no gift policy. <laughs> gift vouchers only, please. <laughs> we should do that for birthdays. It's fine for weddings. Do it for birthdays. Like some people are great. Like you are you are one of the world's great gift givers. Well, there have been some exceptions, but, but, but thank by you for and saying large, that. Thank yeah. You. Because you marry thoughtfulness and usefulness and expression of friendship. You 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 manage to parcel at those things absolutely perfectly most of the time okay. whereas m- most people have, have got one or none of those <laughs> abilities mm. Mm. can i can i monetize this <laughs> <laughs> okay well i think we uh, we pretty much did that and then and i'll get to work on the drifter regifter thing for next week love it yeah it's going to be the new ongoing feature it's the new mug chat <laughs> And then we've got one more. This is from April. She says, my husband had a quandary the other day. He was leaving work and a co-worker was leaving at the exact same time. As my husband was walking to the car park with the co-worker walking a little behind him, his shoe came untied. He was wondering what to do. Does he walk to the car with the shoe untied and possibly tripping? Or does he bend over, sticking his bum out for the co-worker to see and tie his shoe? Shoe. It's a big question, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big question. It is. Um... I think one of the great benefits of the modern age is a lot of this stuff can be solved by pretending that you need to look at something on your phone urgently. 
Oh, and then wait till they've gone past and yeah. then do yeah. your shoe. Sarah's very big on letting people go past if they're walking too close behind us. Well, how does she do it? So we'll be walking in the street mm. and then she'll say, oh, I wanted to show you this or, oh, look at this. And, and then I'll stop and then... I'll realise some people walk past us. And is it because she doesn't like people walking behind or she's worried that she's holding them up? I think it's just, it, it freaks her out when people are too... too not, yeah, not not in a, she's not nervous, it's just no. annoying. Okay, okay, It's okay. annoying when people are too close behind you, right? Do you think that you could tie a shoelace without sticking your bum out? Because I think I, I think I could. So you go into a squat... A squat. Yeah. I think I could squat. I think I could yeah. happily squat. It still down. feels weird suddenly adopting a very different body position in front of a colleague. <laughs> Why is I think that that's weird? The, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. I'll tell you what I really hate being told mm. that my shoelaces are undone. It makes you feel embarrassed. No, because if my shoelaces are undone, mm. I probably know. Right. But I'm making the decision that I'm too lazy to do it now and, I, and there's, I've got a, I've got somewhere in mind where I'm going to stop and do that. Right. And right. as soon as somebody tells me, mm. I not only have to offer this thanks, but I then I have to stop what I'm doing and tie my shoelaces. Okay. Now, I did end up with a shoelace stuck in an escalator the other day and then <gasps> get dragged into an escalator. So... No! Yeah. You could have been chewed up by it. Yeah, I know. Shoelace like first. Advert, like public, yeah. was it a doll that got destroyed oh on an escalator in the old public service. I hope you've learned from that. I just can't tie shoelaces very well. I can't. I didn't know that about you. You can't tie them very well. I've watched that TED talk about that man. Oh, tells you. you mean they always come undone? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Just this week, I was taking my son to school and I put my shoes on and I thought, Today, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do a single knot. I don't care. Why would a single knot come undone? I'm only going five minutes up the road and back again. On the way back, it came undone. I usually double knot is what I'm saying. So when you say double knot, you mean you're making your two bows and then you're doing it again. Then yes. you make it. Yes, I, I double it, knot. I think it looks a mess though. Oh. I think it looks it? a mess. I don't know. Don't really look at it afterwards. <laughs> Do you think it looks a mess? You're not just always. You're not moving through life looking at your feet. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Maybe I should ask people: Did my shoes look bad? Yeah, but I mean, it's within five minutes they'd come undone. So I do, I do know what you mean. Mm. So you're saying that you can tie them. You have, you've got the fingers that've got the ability, but they're always coming undone. Yes, Mm. but I I think that yeah. So so maybe my fingers haven't really got the ability. Mm. I feel like I wasn't there at school the day that they learned to tie shoelaces. Right, right. <laughs> if you just watch a, ch- a TED talk like on Sometimes it. Sarah will tie my laces. She'll get so annoyed that she'll tie my laces if we've gone for a walk in the park. And I look like a like a man with his adult carer. Oh. I mean, I think I often look like that when we're out together anyway. <laughs> maybe we're not doing them tight enough. That's the problem. But I sometimes... Uh, You're really like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, still. I was doing a mime. Still. I was doing a mime there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a, a one-man tug of war. I was just <laughs> miming to... I think when it comes down to it, there's three options here. Mm-hmm. One, your idea of uh, pretend that you ought to check something on your phone, let them go past you and yep. then go down and do it. Two, yep. my idea, do the squat. Three, just wear Velcro shoes. That's, that's your three options. So I can't remember who I can't remember if this was in a sitcom or in somebody's stand up, but it's baffling to me that Velcro hasn't replaced shoelaces. Yes, yeah, it's, it's funny how yeah that they, they still exist shoelaces. I know it is funny. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I, I think we did a, a reasonable job of both those quandaries. We talked around them a lot, and mm. there wasn't a clear instruction. <laughs> But I think there was a lot to take out from both of them. Yes, I agree. So I hope that has restored your confidence Mm. in our ability to solve problems of social etiquette. And uh, send us yours, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. 
And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. We never take it for granted. We always appreciate it. Um, if you want to show your support, if you enjoy the podcast and think, I'd like to pitch in. We do this every week, week in, week out. Then um, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift. No obligation to do so. Podcast will always be free, but uh, you'll get extra stuff if you do. I know what you're thinking looking at me. Where's where's this video? Oh, yeah. Where I've got it? a new computer. I've got my oh, computer Oh, you've got fixed. one now. Oh, got, brilliant. But um, it, it, I had to update the operating system when I tried to put the video in. There's this, this uh, whole thing. There's okay, this okay. whole thing. Okay, okay. I think if your lover, Tom, who is a pro- video professional, saw the way in which I edit video, mm. it would be deeply frustrating. It would be the equivalent of somebody watching How I Time My Shoelaces. <laughs> Um, but I'm, 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 I'm working on it. Okay. This is the drawers video for Patreon uh, supporters. Um, bed, do s- bed, bed, bedside table drawers, not, not drawers. No, no. And <laughs> <laughs> but say drawers like yeah, I do. I could my drawers. Yeah. No, I don't really. Um, maybe that could be a future Patreon. Like, <laughs> us in our drawers. <laughs> no, I'm imagining myself in an Ebenezer Scrooge type nightshirt. Stop imagining now because it's not happening. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Email us? The yep. usual. Yep. Gave you some ideas for, um, for for what sort of stories you could send us. So you got those for reference but we really appreciate them and we've run out of podications for the oh, time yes, being. Oh yes. Have we got any like future dated ones that we're working up to or is the bulldog cl- we can tell from your face. Oh, I, don't, I don't think we have got any. Okay well I think, so. I think sometimes I've said before we can we can wildly oscillate between saying um, we've got no podications and if you send in a podication we'll be able to get to it in 24 months time mm. and I think that can perhaps be off-putting yeah, but we're, yeah. we're definitely in the former so send us your podcast and the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Carla Gowlett took our photos Kim Rainey designed our artwork and um, and that's it this week from uh, from Abel and me, G Dog. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.